your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily Blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. Blues take on the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight, start of a four-game stretch against the Lightning. Lightning. Panthers, Panthers, it's going to be a tough four-game stretch for the Blues. Tyler Bozak's in COVID protocol. They're running 11 forwards again. There's so much to get to. But first, I want to tell you guys about a brand-new sponsor, and that is Omaha Steaks. I love nothing more than a good steak, and the holidays are right around the corner. Finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. All right. Lost to get to on today's episode. The St. Louis Blues are taking on the defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Going to be a can't-miss game for sure. Uh, Blues are facing a familiar face in Brian Elliott between the pipes, which is always exciting. Hopefully uh, knowledge of playing against him in the past and practice will help some of those guys that have been on the team for a while. But um, Tampa is a really scary team, a really good team. Blues have always played them well, though. And it's going to be, these next four games are going to be very telling uh, for what the St. Louis Blues are capable of doing this season, especially with a depleted roster with Tyler Bozak now going into uh, COVID protocol and Braden still dealing with injury, even though he's making a return to the lineup. He's not fully healthy. Um, we don't know what he's dealing with. He obviously said he wanted to keep that under wraps so, you know, opposing teams won't be slap, chopping at him or whatever, trying to. Uh, make the injury any worse but yeah the blues definitely have the work cut out for them tonight um logan brown getting the call from the ahl dakota joshua getting back into the lineup as well uh the lines are Braden shen ryan o'reilly jordan Cairo, pavel buchnevich robert thomas vladimir tarasenko brandon Saad, oscar sunfist and ivan barbashev and then the, the fourth line is dakota joshua and logan brown Defensive pairings, you got Tori Krug, Justin Falk, Nico Mikola, who's looked spectacular, by the way, um, and Colton Pareko, Scott Perunovic, and Robert Bertuzzo with the seventh defenseman being Marco Scandella, and then Jordan Binnington will match up in the pipes against, between the pipes against Brian Elliott. Uh, Greg Kane says in chat, can this team catch a break? And the answer is absolutely not. Um, Blues have been down forwards lately. They literally only have 11 healthy forwards on their roster. And due to like COVID rules and cap rules, they can't call anyone up uh, anymore. So they're literally forced to play with 11 forwards. Um, so, you know, hopefully they all stay healthy tonight because we saw how 10 forwards can be disastrous. But we also saw how 10 forwards can work out in their favor. So uh, Blues are doing a good job of battling through this adversity right now. But... Um, it's going to be a huge test tonight. Tampa Bay Lightning are a powerhouse, even without Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov, who they're missing tonight, um, and with Vasilevsky, you know, as the backup. It's still not going to be an easy task for the St. Louis Blues whatsoever. Um, a lot of guys are going to need to step up. You know, Bozak is one of those guys that might not seem like the biggest loss on paper, but those are a lot of minutes that he eats up, a lot of just reliable hockey that he plays. And, you know, not having them, him there is just another hole that the Blues are going to need to fill um, from the other guys. And, and one name that really sticks out to me in terms of who kind of needs to step up uh, is Ryan O'Reilly. Um, Ryan O'Reilly is definitely having his worst season with the St. Louis Blues so far. Obviously, small sample size. He had covid 
Um, and he definitely talked about how the effects of COVID were lingering and causing some fatigue. So, you know, I'm not exactly here to jump down his throat and say he needs to play better because it's understandable that he isn't producing as much. But, you know, with that, with the absence of Tyler Bozak, with them having 11 forwards, um, Ryan O'Reilly is a guy that sort of needs to set the tone tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning um, and establish, you know, the Blues style of play that we know and love. Um, because it's gonna be it's gonna be a test for sure. Uh, Greg Kane says in chat, is the neighbor is sending neighbors to juniors starting to come back and bite us in the butt a little bit? Um, it's interesting because I think you know any season you know there are gonna be injuries. You know there's gonna be especially this year with COVID. You know there's gonna be guys going down with COVID protocol. So even when they sent neighbors down, I think you know it was with the with the knowledge that there's gonna be times when they need a twelve four. They're gonna have to call up you know like a guy like Logan Brown. Obviously, right now, would it be nice to have neighbors uh, being able to slot in as that extra forward spot? Absolutely. But the fact of the matter is, when this team is fully healthy, Jake Neighbors would have sort of been that extra guy, um, would have found himself up in the press box a little bit more often. Uh, so for the long-term future of, you know, Jake Neighbors and his production, it is probably for the best that he got sent down to juniors just because, you know, getting first-line ice time, uh, captain of the captain of his team it is the best for his development obviously short term right now tonight it would be great to have jake neighbors in the lineup but the long-term outlook um is that you know when this team has a fully healthy roster it just wouldn't have made sense to try to fit jake neighbors in it would have made things a little awkward it would have had guys getting out of the lineup that probably deserve to play um and you know cap space as well as jtop mentions it's 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 it was more of a financial move for the st louis blues being able to just meet the minimums of the roster requirements um, but right now, it's definitely coming to bite them in the butt a little bit. It's it's a little frustrating the way that the league has it set up where, you know, the Blues are pretty much just handcuffed into playing with 11 healthy forwards tonight because of COVID protocols. And, you know, the, the worry here is that the Bozak COVID protocol is like the first domino to fall. And we could be seeing other guys enter it over the next few days, like we've seen with some other teams, like the, the Islanders have had games postponed because of it. Um, so, you know, it's always a big worry when you see that, uh, hopefully, you know, it's an isolated incident and it's just Bozak. Um, but definitely a challenge for the blues right now, depleted roster. Um, and, and overall, just, just not, not what you want to see going up against the, the defending Stanley cup champion, Tampa Bay lightnings. But that being said, I, I do think the blues have a good shot to, uh, establish their game tonight and, and come away with a win over the Tampa Bay lightning. Uh, how they're going to do that, I'm going to be getting into in the second segment of today's episode. But first, I want to tell you guys about a brand new sponsor, and that is Omaha Steaks. I'm being fully truthful when I say there is nothing I love more than a good steak. It is absolutely delicious. My favorite thing to make. It's like the only food I know how to cook in my college apartment. I just, you know, grill up a steak is delicious. Um, but it's a little difficult. I got a target right downstairs and that's not the best place to get steaks. But one thing I love doing is ordering a nice steak from Omaha Steaks. The holidays are right around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL in the search bar to order. The perfect gift package is $99.99. You'll get 24 entrees, including the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more when you use code NHL. That's such a good deal. You're getting so many meals for a cheap price. Plus, when you order using our code NHL, you'll get an additional eight Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order. We've heard all the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com, and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. 
Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword NHL. And if St. Louis is the number one demographic in ordering Omaha Steaks, there's a big competition between all Locked On podcasts. If you guys order the most steaks, then Tommy and I get some free steaks uh, from Omaha Steaks. So please go out there, check them out. They're absolutely delicious. Uh, And we'll be right back with the rest of today's episode. All right, so... Blues have a depleted roster, uh, playing against the Tampa Bay Lightning in a home-and-home, two games in a row, and then going to play the Florida Panthers as well. Really, really difficult four-game stretch for the St. Louis Blues. Probably the toughest stretch of the season for them so far. And all that coming with a depleted roster, guys going down to COVID and injuries. The Blues literally are not capable of fielding 12 forwards right now because they just simply don't have enough guys healthy. Um, It's it's really... uh, a bit of a, a bit of a mess for the Blues right now. You know, they're working with what they've got, and we've sort of seen both ends of the spectrum. We saw when David Perron went down, and the Blues just could not produce any offense whatsoever. And then in the next game, they came in with 10 forwards, and I was admittedly very worried. I was like, oh my God, 10 forwards. It was so awful in that first game, and we really, you know, about to run this again. Robert Bertuzzo was playing on the left wing, and it was just, oh. And then they came out, and they did well. They, they had a lot of offense generated. Um, the 10 forwards did a really good job, but the worry there is fatigue. You know, you can't be running 10, 11 forwards this many games in a row and just expect these guys to be able to keep up the same momentum and keep up the same effort, you know, for 60 minutes a night. It, it, it's difficult when instead of getting, you know, 30 seconds or, you know, a minute and a half between shifts, you're hopping over the boards right after you got out. Um, it's It's a big test for the Blues forwards and the Blues forwards have been, you know, the strongest point of this team. But now all of a sudden you're getting all the all the lines mixed up a little bit. You know you got guys playing in different spots. And Shen up there on the first line, still dealing with injury, not completely completely healthy. And then Dakota Joshua and Logan Brown, who um, guys that haven't gotten a whole lot of ice time this year. I think Logan Brown um, called in the AHL recently, so it's it's going to be a test. Um, and <laughs> what better team to test themselves again than the two-time Stanley Cup or back-to-back Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning? It, it's going to be difficult. Uh, but that being said, I, I think that there's a way that the Blues can come out with a win tonight, especially uh, considering they're facing uh, an old friend in Brian Elliott, um, catching a little bit of a break, not going against Vasilevsky in night one. And I, I wonder if that's because uh, the forward court is so depleted for the St. Louis Blues. Um, you know, even with Braden Shen coming back, he's not fully healthy. So they got they got ten healthy forwards on the roster right now, and Braden Shen is pretty much being forced to suit up because, you know, they don't really have a choice. Um, so JTAP says in chat, you literally took the words out of my mouth. Having these games could be the best or the worst for this team. I think you're absolutely right. Um, this four game stretch is going to be huge for momentum for the rest of the season. It would be really really easy for the Blues to go into these games sort of down on their luck, saying, "Man, we got a whole lot of injuries, a whole." lot of COVID difficulties, you know, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning, and and sort of have a a little lack of confidence in themselves. That would be understandable, you know, given the circumstances, and it would be very easy for them to sort of go on a little bit of a skid, um, and all of a sudden, the outlook on the rest of the season is, man, the Blues just couldn't catch breaks early on, and that really, you know, derailed the season. That could absolutely be the narrative, is is this four-game stretch could definitely lead to a a struggle for the rest of the season if the Blues sort of let let it weigh on them. That being said, if the Blues come out and perform in these next four games with a depleted forward core, you know, with 11 forwards calling up guys from the AHL, Ryan O'Reilly still fatigued from COVID or whatever it may be, if they come out and not even win all four, but just compete in all four games, 
that's got to be a huge confidence boost because this team will be fully healthy again. It doesn't sound like David Perron's injury is super long-term. He's back at the rink. He's skating. It just sort of seems like Berube wants him to take it day by day. Said like the only one that knows um, how he's feeling is David himself. So it sounds like they're sort of trusting him to make the right decision when it, to, in terms of coming back. So that being said, I don't think uh, expectations are too high on the Blues over this stretch, which is, is good for them. Bozak going down, Nox Candela has to come back in the lineup. There's a lot of narratives going in tonight that um, sort of give the Blues an uh, opportunity to uh, bet on themselves. You know, there's there's a lot of people looking at this game tonight and saying, you know, there's no way the Blues are going to compete. There's no way with Bozak going down, Braden Shen not fully healthy. Uh, it's a lot, it'd be pretty easy to look at, you know, tonight's game and be like, man, it's just, they're just going to lose. You know, they're going to lose at Tampa. Um, but that being said, Blues come out firing on all cylinders and compete and, and look like they can hang with the Tampa Bay Lightning with this depleted of a roster, then how who knows what the confidence will look like once this team gets back up to full speed. Um, we've been seeing a lot of a lot of confidence lately. I think that's a that's something that we've been saying a lot on this podcast, and it's something that the Blues have been playing with a lot of. It's confidence. Uh, Jordan Cairo looks the most confident he has in his entire career. Robert Thomas also looks the most confident he has in his entire career. Throwing crazy, ridiculous, no-look passes, tape to tape. Jordan Cairo looking like the fastest guy the Blues have had in years, maybe ever, um, out there. So it's not all, not all hope is lost. I think tonight is, is a really good opportunity for the Blues to sort of step up and, and prove that they belong in the, in the top tier contenders of this league because we haven't seen a consistent Blues team since the start of the season over those first five games. And we still haven't really seen it. I don't think they've won back-to-back games in like weeks. Um, and imagine if they go out and win back-to-back games against Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Tep says in chat, just like the Edmonton and Carolina games, we don't even have to win. We just have to play well. I absolutely agree. I think the expectations, my expectations for the Blues over this next stretch are very low, you know, in terms of wins and losses. Obviously, I want them to compete. I want them to look good. Um, but, you know, if you look at these next four games and you say, okay, Blues are running 11 forwards and only 10 of them are healthy and one of them has been in the AHL all year and the other one, you know, doesn't get a whole lot of ice time. Blues have every every excuse to lose tonight. And, you know, the next time they play, if, if the roster continues to look like that. That being said, coming out with a win would be absolutely huge. You know, the momentum that it would give this team, uh, the confidence that it would give them, and also just sort of knowing that th- this team is able to sort of survive what hopefully will be the toughest stretch of the season, not just with the opponents, but with the with this the roster itself. You know, you'd, you'd hope that... Um, there's a there's not going to be another instance where the Blues literally don't have enough forwards for the rest of the season. You hope that this will be the only time. And if the Blues are sort of able to get through this adversity, then you know in two months when they're looking at some hard times, they can look back and say, "Hey, remember that time we played Tampa and Florida four straight games with not enough healthy forwards, and we still came out on top. We still did well. It could be a huge, huge momentum point for the St. Louis Blues um, if they're able to hang with both of these teams over the next four games." Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm sort of anxiously excited. You know, I, I think we're going to be getting the a real look at like the, the true blues, um, this season is, it's going to be, it's going to be tough, but it's going to be fun. Uh, and I do have some mailbag questions, uh, I've asked about on Twitter, so I'm getting into those, but before we do that, I want to talk about our good friends over at bet online, bet online has you covered for all season more. Pops odds and lines than ever before as the season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to their new 
updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts, and I'll be right back. All right, so earlier today on Twitter from the Locked On Blues account, follow us there. I uh, should be doing this more in the future. I did tweet out some uh, mailbag questions. We got three questions to go through. I um, want to sort of tie them into the uh, the narrative in terms of facing the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Tommy asks, you know, my, my favorite co-host, ed- should be editing this episode right now. Hi, Tommy. Um, on both entering the protocol. I talked about that earlier in the episode, but talking about Bozak himself for a little bit, I think he's been a very under player this season. He's so reliable. You know what you're getting out of him any given night. You know, you don't really have to worry about him committing uh, egregious turnovers or, you know, missing his man and allowing an easy goal or anything like that. Bozak is super reliable, super important for this team. Uh, and losing him just means someone else needs to fill that role. Uh, and I think I mentioned earlier, Ryan O'Reilly could definitely use this as an opportunity to step up um, and reestablish himself as the number one center for this team. But that being said as well, that also means more ice time for the young guys, more ice time for Robert Thomas, more ice time for Jordan Cairo, um, et cetera. So I think a lot of people or a lot of players can use this as an opportunity to sort of step up, take that next step, next man up mentality, something that we say all the time. Uh, if the Blues are able to sort of take that responsibility and, and have, you know, Bozak's role dispersed amongst a couple of guys, because there's not one guy on this team that's going to do what Tyler Bozak can do for them. But, you know, if Oscar Sundquist steps up a little bit, Ryan O'Reilly steps up a little bit, Ivan Barbashev steps up a little bit, it, you know, the list goes on and on, um, then it could be an opportunity for the Blues to, you know, build some momentum. Um, next question we got is, um, let's see, D-A-K-T- Mac card fans, Dak team, uh, Dak T Mac fan cards. There you go. Um, asked, do you think the upcoming Olympics is affecting Binner's play? He has a very nice shot coming into the season to be Canada's number one between the pipes with price availability being in doubt. Yeah, so uh, I talked about Jordan Bennington a, a lot and like the whole Olympics thing we've talked about a lot. Um, but sort of tying this into tonight's game, I think Jordan Bennington has been really, really strong this season. Um, very consistent. You know, there haven't really been games where Jordan Bennington has, has you know, let in some some beach ball goals. Uh, and you're looking like, man, what's he doing out there? I feel like he's been very consistent. Hasn't necessarily been, like, spectacular. Hasn't stolen a whole lot of games for the St. Louis Blues. But if there's a time for him to start stealing games, it's tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think he is definitely absolutely making a case uh, to be the number one goalie for Team Canada. Um, Doug Armstrong being the GM as well has got to help there. Uh, but he he loves to welcome the challenge. And I think looking up looking up against the Tampa Bay Lightning, one of the most high-powered offenses in the NHL, he's probably going to be facing a little bit more shots than he's used to just with the with the lineup being a little, a little broken and tattered. Um, I think he's going to rise to the occasion tonight. And I think he's going to have a really, really strong game. Uh, third week, we got comes from Johnny from the UK. Oh, hey, Gio. Uh, extending the previous episode of Pavel V. Vladdy yeah, I think Pavel Bluevich has done a very good job of um, motivating Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, I think they've had a lot of chemistry together. We know that that Russian connection is super important, and Pavel Bluevich has done a great job of just driving offense in general and creating a lot of scoring chances for Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, his shot total since playing with Pavel Bluevich is ridiculous. He's, you know, there was that stretch of games where he was having like five, six, seven, eight shots in like three straight games. 
Uh, the goal scoring slowed down a little bit for him, but I haven't seen Vladimir Tarasenko this engaged in a very long time. Uh, we've sort of seen it in the past. If Tarasenko isn't getting the goals and getting the points, he's a little bit disengaged. He's not fighting as hard for pucks. He gets a little frustrated with himself. But it seems like ever since he's been playing with Buchnevich, no matter how well his statistics are producing, he is fully engaged, um, fully committed, and just working his butt off. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a great way to describe it. I think Pavel Buchnevich has been the Tarasenko whisperer this season. Um, he's done a very, very good job of just motivating all his teammates in general. That's something we talked about in a previous episode uh, last week is just that it, his play style is infectious. When you see someone like Pavel Buchnevich go out there and just work his tail off, even if it's, you know, first shift of the game when he loves to score, he got, I think he got two goals in like the first minute of the game uh, in back-to-back games uh, or a goal in the first minute each game, I should say. Um, or, you know, it's the third period and they're down by five. You get the same effort out of Pavel Buchnevich every single time he's on the ice. And that's infectious. You know, if you're, if you're sitting on the bench, a little discouraged saying, man, we're down a lot of goals, like maybe I'll coast on the next shift. And then you see Pavel Buchnevich, you know, coming to the bench, sucking wind, you know, working so hard, you know, Bruby tapping on the helmet saying, good job. You're like, oh man, okay, maybe, maybe I should work a little bit harder. Maybe I sh- maybe I should skate a little bit harder for that loose puck. It- it's infectious. Uh, it, it's something that is has been huge for the St. Louis Blues this season, and we have not given him the proper credit he deserves on this podcast for sure. Um, JTAP says in chat, "I may, I might have to take a tw- take make a Twitter to send you a question about my Huso trade conspiracy theory." Oh, that sounds tempting. Uh, I don't know if we have enough time for conspiracy theories on this episode, but you should make a Twitter. Send that in. That'll be a good topic for uh, next episode. Or if you want, you can just. Uh, type it in chat or something, message us on YouTube, because that does sound interesting. Um, that being said, 20 minutes of this episode have absolutely flown by, so uh, these solos are kind of always all over the place, you know, complete tangent of thought from start to finish, but I'm going to try to sum up everything that I've been talking about on today's episode by basically saying, I think the the low expectations for the St. Louis Blues heading into these four games are going to be a good thing for them. I think there's been a lot of pressure on this them this season, especially after the hot start. I think that might be a, what a, what's led to the inconsistency. Um, when the Blues were losing, it's not like they weren't generating offense, except for you know a couple games here and there. When the Blues have been losing, they've been generating offense and missing the net, hitting the post, making making one too many passes, stuff like that, thinking too much. Uh, I think when the Blues play their best hockey, they don't they're not they're not overthinking it. They're they're making the they're making their first read, they're making the first pass that they see, and you know ninety nine percent of the time your first pass that you see is the correct one. You know, NHL moves at such a fast pace that by the time you've, you've sort of rethought your decision and and went back on your gut, you've already lost the puck. You've already turned the puck over. Um, And I think it'll be pretty easy, you know, for the blues to think too much. You start in five and Oh, best start in franchise history, seven goals a game. That's, that's a whole lot of pressure. Um, And we haven't really seen the blues return to that form consistently since then. We've seen it in flashes. We've seen it in games, but then they come out the next game and, and it's gone. Uh, Blues haven't won back-to-back games in a very long time this season. Uh, luckily, with that hot start, you know, they're still in a good place standings-wise, but I'd like to see them get back to that consistency. And as much as it sort of sounds a little backwards, I think uh, four games against, you know, the two toughest, two of the toughest teams in the league are a perfect way to build that consistency back because, you know, the Blues obviously aren't going to go out there and play 60 minutes of perfect hockey tonight against the Tampa Atlantic. That's just not how it happens. You don't you don't go from puck drop to final buzzer playing perfect hockey. They're going to make mistakes. You know, they're going to give up goals. They're going to give up odd man rushes. It's about, you know, staying consistent and staying confident. 
if they stay in this game tonight, even if they lose, if they stay in this game and, and they we see a consistent effort from puck drop the final buzzer, I think that that's that's a good start. You know, it's about moving forward from from this game. Uh, they won their last game, uh, and and they lost the game before that. So you know, they still haven't really found a consistent uh, stretch. They haven't been losing a ton of games in a row, except for that one stretch, and then they haven't been winning a whole a whole lot of games in a row except for that one stretch. So overall, it's like they still have an opportunity to establish their identity. They still kind of have time to, to tell the rest of the league what kind of team they're going to be. And if there's one way to put the league on notice, it's by uh, competing with the Tampa Bay Lightning and Florida Panthers in four consecutive games, especially with the depleted roster. So huge test for the Blues tonight, huge test for the Blues in two nights against the Tampa Bay Lightning again. And then after that, they got the Panthers. It's going to be a Really, really important four-game stretch. I think the identity of the St. Louis Blues has been the biggest question mark. Is is what what are they? You know, night in, night out. What is this team going to be? We we thought we know it at times, but haven't really seen it uh, with consistency since, like I said, the beginning of the season or that one losing stretch. That's all we've really seen in terms of them bringing the same game, the same effort into multiple games. So, perfect opportunity to establish that identity tonight and moving forward. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. And we're going to have that all covered for you here on the Locked On Blues podcast. So I want to thank everybody so much for listening. Thanks to you, everybody who is in the YouTube chat, JTAP, Emily, and Greg Kane, and anyone else. Uh, love talking to you guys. Makes these episodes fly by, um, getting the, the chat engagement. If you guys want to join them and hop into the next episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, Locked On Blues. Hit the notification bell. That way, whenever we go live with these episodes, you can hop in the chat and be like Greg and JTAP and Emily. Ask us some questions. Get your get your question read live on the podcast um, and just watch us. Have a good time. But if you want to listen to us afterwards, you got to hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Leave us a review if you're feeling so kind. You can follow us on all our socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Locked On Blues. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at TWelcher15. Thanks everyone so much for listening. And as always, let's go blues.